Hi, I'm Jin, and you're listening to All Told in a Hull Accent, the podcast for people who love listening to new stories and poems. Every month, as well as sharing my own works of fiction, I'll let you in on some of the secrets of inspiration and writing, and introduce you to my favourite books and authors. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all my listeners. I really appreciate you tuning in each month to listen to my stories and poems. And I appreciate the feedback as well. It's been really helpful. Thank you. This August episode is going to be the last of season one. Season two, episode one, is going to be released on the last day of August. So you might want to subscribe so you don't miss it, because all future episodes are going to be released on the last day of the month, rather than on the 12th. There's a few reasons for doing this. One of them is that it helps keep my diary organised. One of the things I've learned on my podcasting adventure is that my early episode sound quality did need to be better and because of this I've started to re-record them. So you might have heard some already and hopefully noticed the difference. I'll keep you updated on Twitter every time one's been updated. Keep sending me feedback because that's really helpful and if you want to rate the show as well that would also be helpful because it'll let other people know what it's like um, and if you'd like to share it with your friends as well please do quite welcome to do that and you can always join me on twitter where i twitter on about all sorts of stuff anyway to end this shorter end of season episode here's chapter two of alviana As the last gold and pink tints disappeared beyond the horizon, Alviana stood silently, hidden in the shadows. The low whispered chanting from the evening meeting, sounding like wind blowing through leaves, reached her ears, and she let it wash over her with her habitual silent prayer of thanks, and drew the image of her precious burrow into mind. She visualised the homely comfort of woven mats scattered around the hardened earth floor, her hallwood bed and the blanket, a purple and pink patchwork creation she'd chosen from the seamstress at her twenty celebration. Her imaginary fingers lightly touched the petal mosaic she'd made with her friend, and, for a moment, she let guilt raise its head. She hadn't told Verima lots of things recently, before she pushed it away with the knowledge that her seeking answers was the right thing to do. Finally, as the chanting ebbed away, she pictured the pale wooden door, intricately carved by the woodsman, that she could close to the world, a symbol that proved she was no longer a youngling, and she closed it again in her mind, as she had earlier in the evening, with a last gentle touch of the handle. With a last look back to her village, she grasped hold of the straps of her pack and pulled them firmly, tightening them further onto her shoulders. She hissed through her teeth as a large, lone spider scuttled towards her and shot fleshy brown legs. She quickly noted its markings. Neither dangerous nor useful. But still she drew back a little with a shiver as it disappeared into the high grass, intent on its own nocturnal adventure. Her own nocturnal adventure awaited, 
and she stepped out into the unknown. It had taken one day to make a plan, and two weeks to implement it. In that time, she'd practised her chants and nature knowledge, gathered provisions, discreetly, so as not to draw attention to herself, and dropped hints of feeling under the weather. Not enough to raise alarm, but enough that if she wasn't around for a couple of days, no one would question it. Only a couple of days, though. A third day away would mean disaster. A third day away could mean that she hadn't made it. A third day away would mean that her burrow would be checked. A third day would mean questions and punishments if she did make it back. The uneasy had flourished along with her preparations, and she hoped her peaked and drawn face had added credence to her hints of spring flu, and not suspicion. The unknown wasn't that different to the known at this point in the journey. The familiar sight of fluffy seed swayed a little in the light breeze like delicate clouds, and the path was evident, but faint, which made her wonder if it was a hunter's trail. She began to hum to herself as she wove her way through the cornucopia of slugs heading towards the firm green stems and luscious greenery of the dandelions. The path was slippery here, and she slowed a little, watching where the high moon shone on the trails left by the animals. Her breath had begun to show in slow-forming mists when she reached a place so overgrown she wondered if there was a way through. After a few minutes' study, she realised the tracks split into four, hardly used and camouflaged. It didn't matter which was the right path. She was led by the great star. That was her guide, as well as keeping the mighty oak from Oakwin on her left. A sudden scream of the sacred night creature tore the air. Alviana's legs gave way and she curled herself into the protective position, her breath heating the hollow space created under her chest. She tried to slow it down. She'd seen terrifying drawings of the sacred night creatures, but never one face to face. It was dangerous to all, except a few select elders, as well as disrespectful to look at them. They were useful, because they hunted down some of the creatures that came into their village, and as a mark of respect and thanks, grain was often left out at Harwin. No one stayed to see them take it, but it had always gone the next day. The scream came again, and Alviana's neck prickled as a cold blast of air brushed over her body, along with the soft swoosh of giant, powerful wings. She tightened her throat against the cry that wanted to escape, but couldn't stop the trickle of salt water from escaping her clenched eyes. Was her journey to be over already? Another scream rent the air, this one from the grasses just to her left, the scream of something in pain and terror that was cut off before completion, and Alviana slowly relaxed. Her fingers were trembling and reluctant to release the sign of protection, though she knew the danger was over for now. The first seeds of doubt about her quest blew in her mind.
thanks for listening to All Told in a Whole Accent. I've really appreciated you listening to this first season. Don't forget, season two starts on the 31st of August. Subscribe so you don't miss it. I'll be telling you why Nicholas Fisk scared me. Sharing chapter three of Alviana and nurturing your brain with some poetry. Thanks again. And for now.